0: Hello there, the All-Ireland football final is upon us and it's Dublin versus Kerry in a clash for the ages. On the show tonight, Ger Brennan and Darren O'Sullivan look ahead to the big game and former all-star Keith Higgins gives us a neutral view. That's all on the Championship. Mannion with the ball in hand. Looking around at various options, that's well done, nice little turn, beautifully catches it inside the post, it's looking good, and it's over the bar. good score, and it's again, Korver Costello. A lot of players have been there before, but there's um, a significant number that have never experienced an All-Ireland final. so uh, yeah, there's a great buzz about the place. I think at this stage of the competition, uh, having strength and depth in the squad, and particularly in your bench for impact, is, is crucial, and... Um, regardless it's going to be a hugely important component for both teams that imagine to finish the game as strong as possible Kieran Kilkenny back out powers Lee Gannon and Dublin retain the possession Brian Fenton Colin thinks he has the
1: opportunity to score He knows he has
0: scored. The National League was important to us in terms of promotion and getting back to Division 1. Then the Leinster Championship was important to us in terms of retaining that title because it's important to our players and uh, and, but also preparing us for the latter stage of the competition and uh, you know it's gone more or less according to plan and uh, we've won massive tests left so through to the All-Ireland football final. They had to work so hard to come through this stiff jerry challenge, and it's the kingdom and the Dogs. Gaelic football's never-ending story will bring the curtain down of the 2023 football championship.
2: I actually enjoy these build-ups to the finals because you know you never know when if you're going to be in another one, so you have to make the best of it. I'm happy that that all boys are 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 hungry and they're finding a bit of form and um or well-tested gone into this final. So I think we'll get a good, good account of ourselves but well aware of the huge uh, task ahead.
3: Darren Moynihan sends them away on the attack. Sweeping forward is Gavin White. Fisting it through
2: to the full forward line. Sean O'Shea steaming in at the other end. Of the ball has And that is the response of
1: Kerry. The ball finished to the net by Gavin
2: White. It's a big case to be made that, that this is the greatest team we've ever seen and, and, and some of the greatest t- players we've ever seen in I suppose That is the big motivation for Dublin, they have three players on eight, all the medals and they want to, to win one more and separate themselves, and the Kerry lads that have the eight, so they have huge, huge
0: motivation, but uh, we'll try to make it as tough as we can. You know. Yeah, both Desi Farrell and Jack O'Connor will be looking to perfect their art on Sunday. But Sinead O'Connor, the late Sinead O'Connor, achieved that many, many years ago. May she rest in peace. Now, on the Championship tonight, I'm delighted to be joined by Darren O'Sullivan and Gerard Brennan. You're both very welcome to the show, folks. Thanks, Sam. Darren, I just come to you, first of all, on this one. Uh, Tony Brosnan misses out. It means Stephen O'Brien comes in. Does that lesson carry impact from the bench?
2: Yeah, I think it does. I was actually surprised um, by the change. I just thought, um, in terms of what we had on the bench, Stephen was best equipped to come on and make an impact. Um, Obviously, Tony Brosnan, uh, unfortunately, has been ruled out, which is a big blow for him and the family, and obviously to Kerry as well. Um, So, look, you'd have a few worries about the strength and depth of the bench, um, but obviously, look, Steve was coming in. For me, it just signals Kerry's intent to start On the front foot, start with a high intensity. Steve-O is going to get stuck in. and When I heard it first, I actually thought, brilliant. That means they're going to push up and kick out and they're going to try and force Cluckston to go long because I think Steve-O around the middle adds that bit of tenacity around the place. He's good on the brakes, he's hungry, he works hard. So I'm hoping it's a a sign of uh, positivity on the Kerry front.
0: Yeah, okay, Ger, uh A lot of speculation over whether Kieran Kilkenny would start or not, and with Tony Brosnan not starting and Stephen O'Brien in for the Kingdom. All speculation then turned to Dublin, but Kieran Kilkenny has been named on the subs bench. Now, whether they line out like that from the start or not, I don't know. But what's your feelings, Ger? I
3: if, if Kieran is fit enough, you'd have to start him. Uh, okay. I think at this stage, and I think he's such a, an influence, uh, influential player for Dublin over the last number of years, and every time he has come in uh, in the last couple of games, he, he's obviously added value, no more than Stephen O'Brien coming in at half-time the last day for Kerry but uh, again, I'd agree with Aaron, sometimes you have to put your best foot forward and playing a couple of mind games or trying to hold a few lads back, obviously it is important to, to, to have some fresh legs of quality coming in for that last quarter of a, of a game but uh, at the same time you have to kind of uh, pick what you have available and, and I think he's got to try and get your best 15 out there um, and uh, take, t- take the game to the opposition.
0: Gerard, were you surprised that Kieran maybe didn't feature as regularly from the start this year as, as people might have expected? Maybe he was down to an injury, maybe he was down to style of play.
3: Yeah, well, I'm certainly surprised. He seemed to have picked up a bit of a shoulder injury in one of the earlier games of the, the Leinster Championship. and. I'm not sure how long that kind of kept him out of full contact training um, within the setup, but a uh, fella of his quality once the hunger. Is there and and I think it is there for Kieran. Mm. In fact, he probably might be even that bit uh, hungrier again, having not started the last couple of games. That uh, I think it's a no-brainer. Start him. He's a he's a big game player. He's all the medals to prove it. Uh, he's not phased by big occasions, but. Uh, yeah, I think everyone would be surprised in Dublin if he if he if he wasn't to start tomorrow. Even though he's uh he is named in the bench, um you'd have to feel like why well, I know Noel Scully got the the black card, and then all of a sudden he gets taken off a couple of minutes after uh, coming back into the game for Kieran. So if you're only going to give Scully those few minutes anyway, yeah. um just just start just start Ciaran.
0: Yeah, it's a fair point. Just on a more general thing then Darren people would feel that Kerry always have a good start in finals and and probably will go that way again on Sunday, whereas Dublin are a third-quarter team. Uh, I guess it's important for Kerry to get a good foothold in the game but be able to respond to Dublin when that blitz comes after half-time.
2: Yeah, I think so. Look, I think it's important for Kerry to, I suppose, not be chasing the game, especially not coming down the home straight. I think it's been well mentioned the strength and depth that Dublin have that might be slightly better than Kerry's so I think Kerry for, for Kerry is probably key to be either level or in the lead going into the last 10 or 15 minutes uh, but obviously look a good start is important it kind of settles the nerves um, but I don't think it's crucial I think it was 2009 against Cork we actually conceded 1-1 fairly early as well and we um, We finished quite strong. So look, I just think for nerves um, and there's going to be nerves on both sides. Obviously, there's a lot at stake. Kerry going for two in a row and obviously Dublin looking to win again and a good few of the boys looking to maybe bow out with nine medals, uh, which would be some achievement. So look, I think the start is going to be quite cagey. Um, I think uh, it'd be quite tentative and a bit of... um, shuffling going going on around the place. So (laughs) I definitely think it's going to come down to the last 10 or 15 minutes and uh, I can't see there being too
0: much between them. Jer, do you think it's going to be frantic at the start or will both teams retreat from the kick-out? Will they allow Cluxton and Shane Ryan to maybe pick off short passes or would they possibly push up and could it be frenzied from the start? What way do you read it?
3: I, I, I suppose, right, as a... As a, as a player, or even Darren will tell you, when you're going into an All-Ireland final, uh, it's one of the most incredible places to be as a uh, as a player uh, representing your county. So there's a lot of nerves and adrenaline going through the system. Uh, to be able to engage that logical side of your brain where the management might be asking you to go a bit more defensive, to hold back a bit, I think that could be particularly difficult for, for both sets of players, Because as soon as that ball is thrown in, you just come alive and it's like an eruption of energy uh, and fight and spirit and to be able to then play like you might play in a National League game uh, or a provincial game for uh, Dublin or or a Kerry where they've kind of dominated the provinces for the the last number of years. um, Will they be able to do that straight off? I don't know. I think you could see a few early goals Uh, like Kerry are going to score a goal Dublin are going to score a goal uh, in this game at some stage and then things might settle down for that kind of second quarter coming to halftime and again I think the selection again of Stephen O'Brien and obviously Darren knows him far better than I do but uh, he's a hugely direct runner Uh, uh, um, he likes to break the line and and drive forward and and, and create overlaps that way so uh, uh, when you're asking some of these fellas to play against their natural instincts um uh maybe at uh it'd be much more challenging to do Damon um and on an Holler and final day in comparison to a, a um um a league game with that.
0: Darren Jar mentioned the logical side of the brain. Uh that's something I can I can never relate to anyway because my brain is challenged enough <laughs> as it is. Never mind bringing logic into it. Uh, how hard is it in the heat of battle? And especially you Darren, the type of player you were, like uh, the, the flair you had. How important is it to tie into tactics, uh, team strategy as well at that level?
2: I would have always said my worst performances were when I thought too much. And I think that was probably the, the great team, but the Kerry teams that I was in, obviously you'd have tactics, but a lot of it was you'd have to go off, off um, instinct, especially as a forward. I think um, when you try and take that instinct away from fellas, a lot of the time they play within themselves. And to be fair, I think the stubborn team are quite similar. Obviously they'll have a set way of play, but they have a lot of very good footballers who play off the cuff and played as they see it in front of him. Basquiat is probably a prime example. He's probably one of my favourite players this year to watch because he literally gets the ball and goes straight for goal. He's dynamic. Um, so, yeah, look, but it is, it's all Ireland final day. As George said, the adrenaline is pumping. Logic does go out the window at times. You yeah. you just go with what you see. Um At the start, it can be quite frantic in terms of people are still trying to figure out there is going to be mind games. Players might line up in different positions. there will be fellas moving around. You'll be trying to make sure you're following the right man at the same time. You're trying to get on the ball as much as possible to give your man something to think about. There's all these little mini battles going on around the pitch and even the build up to it there um, the last couple of days and different interviews here, there and everywhere. People are trying to pick out the different battles but there's so many of them going to be going on around the place. It'll be, mm-hmm. it'll be actually hard as a spectator to keep an eye on everything.
0: Yeah, let's turn to benzo on the general part of this discussion and Gerard, in terms of matchups, Darren just touched on it, who will pick up Clifford?
3: You're looking at Michael the Simons, Damon, I think he'll pick up Clifford. Uh, Fitzy has been around the block a long time going for a ninth medal. Um, I think Fitzy he has the, firstly, the ability to I'm going to say, if he can win 40% of the ball mm. coming into Clifford, I think that would be wonderful. Uh, but the way he marks, it's it's not necessarily pulling or dragging, um, he's just, he's nearly stuck to you, yeah, uh, like a slug to a rock, and he's hard to get away from. Um, when the opponent wins the ball in front of him, he's quite difficult, difficult to get past, because he just has these kind of tentacle arms. And he's very disciplined in the tackle. So, David Clifford, he's going to he's going to score five, six, seven points. You know, he's going to influence the game usually. And when he is scoring or influencing the game, Fitzy he mentally won't go into himself, which could happen with lesser experienced players. He'll know that there's a level of acceptance that I'm marking one of the best players ever. So, if I can keep him, you know, relatively tight, well, then I've done a good job. Um, he's going to need help, uh, Fitzy, from the likes of Brian Howard, probably dropping in, trying to double up uh, on Clifford when he's looking to cut, uh, cut in on his left. Um, and then, thirdly, I think the press of the field will be important. And uh, uh, I think, in particular, is his brother Paddy, that obviously relationship that siblings have. Yeah um you know it, 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 it's it's that stuff that you can't train for they they're just they've grown up with that uh, understanding okay. so if we can put a squeeze on the ball coming in uh on a from a party clifford uh, I think that'll obviously help the full-back line too. But yeah, David Clifford's one of the best players that we've we've uh, seen and we're lucky to see. Um, he's going to be involved in five to eight points at least.
0: Yeah, and I was watching Christy McCaig against him, Darren. and Chrisy was like the Tasmanian devil trying to track his movement. And uh, the radar that Pawdy and, and David have together, nobody knows what frequency that is. I mean, the, you, he could double back and Pawdy would still find him in the right spot in the right corner of the field. Just as a forward then, put on your, your attacking instinct hat. Colin Basquale it didn't go great from the last day but up until then he's been thriving and Costello then is having the year of his career. Uh, will Basquale have any mental baggage to shed to peak on Sunday and who is going to mark him and who is going to mark oslo
2: Yeah, look, I, like I suppose Basquale up to the semi-final had been outstanding and sometimes it's actually not a bad place to be and not having your best day in the semi-final because some of the tension goes off you and obviously Costello, I think the last two games, I think it's 12 shots and 12 scores Um, but it's their first All-Ireland starting despite all the experience which might bring a bit of extra pressure I expect Tom Sullivan to mark Costello and maybe try and drag him out the field Tom, it's always good for a score and mentally as a forward when the when the backs are scoring it does get into your head a bit you might start to force things a small bit and Graham Sullivan um, who's been very good for Kerry um, all this year and has been brilliant at driving forward he's going to have a different battle on his hands because as I said earlier Pascal is so dynamic he's not one of these fellas who's looking for a mark and put up the hand he's looking to win a ball and face you eye to eye and go at you so it's going to be a different challenge I expect Graham to pick him up
0: he's having some year in isn't he
2: Ah, he is. He is like the two of them. Like to be fair, whoever wins that battle between Graham and Colin Basquel will probably be in line for an All Star. I know fellas won't be thinking about that, or shouldn't be thinking about that. But all these little things do come into a fella's head coming into the into the final.
0: Sure. Who has impressed you most for Dublin this year? Darren mentioned Graham O'Sullivan's progress. Who, for you, in blue?
3: Uh, for me, in blue, I think Lee Gannon has has really stepped up. Uh, he obviously uh, did quite well last year but he has really improved his game his overall contribution you have to be hugely uh, impressed with him I think the James McCarthy again is is just an all-time great when um, James has a quiet day it's a 7 out of 10 uh, Damien if, if I was having a good day it could be a 7 out of 10 for me but it's just where James is at he's just so consistent and 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 I, I think he is what's made us tick uh, quite often when there were lulls of of, of 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 no scores or quiet play, and we've seen that again against uh, Mayo and Mon uh, in, in the uh, semi-final. I think jumping further up the field. I think I think Vasquez has, has done particularly well. He would have gone to UCD, won a couple of Sigersons with us, so very familiar with Callum. And I think to touch on what Darren said there or lads who have been going well during the year uh, they will have thoughts of all stars in their head but also when you have a poor semi-final having that pressure off you which was obviously on column after his exploits uh, was a 2-2 or 2-3 against against Mayo yeah. in the poor final yeah. um, there's a target on his back and Monaghan managed him quite well so if you want to become immortalised in your respective county you got to perform exactly. on the big day against Dublin or Kerry and that's and what it's all and, about and, so. and Jerry's is it Dublin for you? For me, it's Dublin, and I just think we have a bit more uh, uh, quality coming in. And um, now I, I, I'm hearing Killian's plan is back, and, and, and looking at me notes, I think he's the last fella to put a goal past Stephen in, yeah. in the, uh, the 2019 drawn final. So uh, uh, so he'll be a big inclusion if, you, if Kerry were to get 15, 20 minutes out of him. But I think on the bench coming in, Dublin will just have a bit too much there. And I think it's going to be a draw coming down to 65, 66 minutes. And <laughs> maybe three or four, <laughs> three or four points Dublin are going to go with Damien.
0: Jeez, you're, you're giving a, a detailed a detail finish there, um <laughs> D- Darren, he, he might not be far wrong in fairness. How do you see it? Everybody I've spoken to this week, every former player has said, last 10 minutes. In in a nutshell, Darren, who's going to do it and when?
2: Yeah, I think even the most biased of supporters, um, no matter what they say in the back of their mind, will have a seed of doubt and I'm no different. I do think Kerry slightly um, Okay but I wouldn't be surprised by a draw, to be honest. I just think this is probably the first final in so long that it's it's really hard to call. I just think Kerry's um, experience in the semi-final Um, And the fact that they had to dog it out um, will centre them. And look, even listening to Jack, I think his attitude all year has been really good. And I think he'll have the boys in a good place mentally for it.
0: It may maybe the draw is in front of us all along. And Gerard, if this conversation has achieved nothing else, you've come up with a slogan (laughs) to describe my GEA career like a slug stuck to a rock. I really like it. Uh, Gerard Brennan, Darren O'Sullivan, thanks so much for your time and thanks for the chats all season long as well. Thank you, guys.
2: Cheers, Damon. Thanks,
0: Damon. Darren and Gerard there. And now I'm delighted to be joined by another great friend of ours, Keith Higgins. Uh, Keith, a regular analyst on the Championship. Uh, four-time All-Star as well. One of the greatest defenders to ever play Gaelic football. Keith, I suppose the lads are going to go for their respective counties, but, y- you know, you couldn't fault either of them for doing that. From a neutral perspective, who has the edge coming into Sunday's final and why?
1: Um, geez, you could make an argument for both of them, couldn't you? I think yeah. uh, I think I see an interview with Paul Murphy there one of the days and he basically said, you know, semi final win over Dublin last year gave them that confidence that they can beat them in Crow Park. So I think from that point of view, um obviously Reign and Ireland champions Kerry won't have any fear of them like that. But you know, even Dublin, I suppose, look, they've they've had some massive battles over the last probably five or six years and Dublin have kind of come out on top bar, I suppose, last year's won you know. So I think either team really can kind of will be telling themselves they have that kind of mental edge or they have that kind of um, advantage but like I said you could make a case for either of them I think you look at the two teams on paper and you look at what they've done over the last number of years and like it's, it should be one of the most exciting alarms we've had in a long time I think
0: Would you think that the Kerry bench is weakened Keith with maybe Tony Brosnan missing out with Stephen O'Brien moving from reserve into the starting 15 in the last two games they haven't got a massive scoring return uh, without Stephen
1: no, and I think you look at Stephen's performance the last day and like he did a, he did a great game. Um, and like again, when you look at it on paper, then you know, you're know you kind of looking at the two Spillands, really, the two standout guys on the Kerry bench, whereas you compare it with Dublin, you have five or six lads there who could come on and make an impact. So, yeah, I think all the talk is fairly justified in that point of view and that Dublin do have the stronger bench um, and could make a potentially bigger impact. Um, but look, like I said, any time you have... Six forwards like Curry have and you have David Clifford there. You know, you might need much of an impact. But um, yeah, like I said, on paper, Dublin definitely have the advantage on that side of things, I think.
0: In terms of goalkeeping and restarts and how important they are now, Keith, Cluxton is, you know, probably the, the best we've ever seen, obviously, but 13 clean sheets. But Shane Ryan is some keeper too and the progress he has made over the last couple of seasons at the top, top level especially, where does the the advantage lie do you think there in terms of Shane might push up and have a pop Stephen doesn't seem to, to really leave his to leave his own square I suppose
1: No I suppose look Stephen was never probably even though he kind of changed the goalkeeping in the point of view of the way his kickouts went he started coming up kicking freeze. he never really kind of left his area do you know he was never the type of keeper who's going to come up and push up on kickouts Who's going to come out and go past his own 45 or carrying ball like a lot of the modern keepers are now where Shane would be comfortable doing that um but Stephen doesn't need to do that. I think Dublin are so strong all over the field. Do you know, Stephen can kind of trust the boys that do that job, he doesn't need to be providing that outlet for them. Um do you know, obviously we've seen the likes of Derry and these guys, how they've used the goalkeeper to their advantage. Um and Shane can do that. But I think from a kick-out point of view, look, both of them have their strengths. I mean look, we've obviously everyone knows what Stephen's like you know, you just have to look back at last year's semi-final and some of the kickouts Shane got off um, towards the end of that game. And, you know, even under big pressure, he was still able to get them off. And, you know, that kind of showed that the progress he's made. So, it'll be interesting to now what both teams do on the kickouts. So Obviously, Kerry are going to push at times, you know, like they've always done, whether mm. it's from dead balls, from freeze, um, they will push. And again, Dublin do... Double so can going to mix it both ways and I suppose that's the beauty of them. You know, when they need to push, they will push. If they feel it's on, that they will push. Um, but at times then, they're just happy to kind of sit off and let the opposition have the ball and sit in and um, and just absorb the pressure. So, like, again, it's, it's going to be very hard to kind of dictate or see what, both teams will do because I think they can mix it up. I think there will be stage in the game where both teams will press and press hard, but I think Kerry might be the ones who might be going after a small bit more on that side of it.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, this, this terminology of third quarter press and after the restart, uh, Keith. You know, we have it with Limerick as well. And last weekend, Kerry or Kilkenny with Paddy Deegan's goal might have thought that they had dampened that third quarter press, uh, but but Limerick just found a way and came back at them. How can you? Prepare for a storm that you know is going to come. Uh, is there anything you can do to, to, to kill momentum, to try and stall it? Uh, Derry Derry tried to do it as well the last day uh, against Kerry. And, and Monaghan really... I suppose Monaghan stayed in the game for a long, long time. But when you, when Dublin come at you after half-time, they don't let a whole lot go.
1: It's more a mental side of things and it's more of a mindset that players get into. Mm. Um, you know, you can wrap yourself up in knots kind of <clears throat> saying an opposition is going to come at you and prepare yourself for it. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking, well, if they get a score, they're going to get the next score. And you can kind of fall into a trap of kind of, you know, bringing yourself into that and kind of bring it on top of you. Do you know, you can go down the route of saying, well, we'll try and hold possession, but then you're inviting the team onto you as well. So a lot of it is just mindset. I think you just have to be you nearly know, have the mindset yourself that you're going to go and you're going to get the scores and you're going to put the pressure on them yeah, rather right. than trying to absorb it. Like, at any stage in any game, a team is going to have a proper and I suppose it's just kind of how you can manage that. But if you can kind of keep the scoreboard ticking over, get a couple of scores, even when the opposition are having their, their good spell, you know, you, you kind of get yourself through it. Um, but I just I think a lot of it is a mindset and a lot of it kind of teams really bring it on themselves and you're really worrying about it. And then they just kind of nearly freeze a small bit, you know. So mm. I think it's a case that when the opposition come out to that, you nearly just have to go and tack it even harder and nearly push forward even more, you know. Cause like I said, if you can get that big score that will change the momentum of things, it would have a huge bearing on it. Because
0: the old contact lens trick can't work anymore, a freezer. No, different. no. <laughs> I look,
1: I think there's a lot of kind of, I think there was a lot maybe of hot, yeah. more so stuff made over that than there needed to be. You'll see with the best of teams, regardless whether it's a team goes down to... A uh, Forty men through a black card. Someone will get a head injury that might take two minutes for them to clear up. You know, it's like there's always bits and pieces of that going on for years. there's obviously just a bit more of it made at that stage. It's with going Lindrick, on for years,
0: Keith. As long as I got
1: on years, in one knee, yeah. just yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, so it gets you know you can be try and be cute about it as well, and but referees are kind of wary to it now. But I think a lot of the time is you just have to manage the situation collectively. And like I said, you know, if you can get the ball and you go forward and you get a couple of scores, um then you're just breaking the momentum. Now, it is very difficult, especially against the likes of Dublin, who are probably the best team we've seen. Um, but again, yeah, I just don't think that that kind of stuff kind of works anymore, to be honest. No. Uh,
0: OK, just to wrap up our conversation then, who will be the most important players, in your opinion, for both sides? Um, it might be obvious in Curry's case, but I think Paddy makes a, a good case for his representation as well. And then secondly, um, who's going to get out on top?
1: Yeah, look, I think... <laughs> You ask who's going to be the important player. Look, David Clifford is always going to be the one that you that you're drawn to. Do you know, we think we've seen it in the semi final. You know, he's going to kick six, seven, eight, nine points in the game. Um, it depends on how well. And again, we're we're assuming Mick Fitz will pick him up. But I think that the big part of that is if Brian Howard drops off and plays in front from the the cover he can provide. But also the one thing with Dublin is they're very good at kind of going. Man to man, even if they are playing with the sweeper further out the field, and that's just kind of going to delay the ball into to Clifford. So, you're looking at kind of what the boys are doing out around the middle. I think from a Dublin point of view, then it's interesting to see Mannion named at 11. Is he there to try and occupy Type Morty so Ty Morty can't sit back and kind of protect the full back line there? Mm-hmm. You know, like so. The one thing I love about this game is you're looking at the matchups and you're looking at who's going to mark who, with there's so many different matchups all over the place that it's very, very difficult just to just say one guy is going to kind of stand out. Um, you know, like I mean we're talking about Thomas Sullivan and the influence he has going forward for Kerry he won't have to mark Casso now the next day. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, like there's just so many things you're looking at here. Like you pick out the six fours on each team and the six matchups on them. They all play a um, role. And and Colin so, Keith key,
0: could could you see a draw as well, or, or can you see a clear victor?
1: I could see both teams winning. I could see a draw. <laughs> um but I just think again, you look at the bench Dublin have okay. McCaffrey to come on, could Kenny to come on if yeah. he doesn't start. I'm surprised he's not starting, even though he, he hasn't started the last few games. Rock to come on, maybe. Um, so just looking at that Dublin bench, I think if Dublin can nearly get a, bit, a better defensive system in place in front of Clifford, Clifford mm. um, and when they do, I think they might just have the firepower then going forward. So okay. I'm going to edge slightly with Dublin.
0: Yes, yeah, slightly. Keith, thanks very much for the chat. Thanks for the help all year long as well. And enjoy the game
1: on Sunday. Cheers, Demo. Well, thank you very much.
0: Yeah, that's the great Keith Higgins there. And that's it for this show, folks. Thanks to our producer, Damien O'Mara. Ruth Kennington was on sound. From myself, Damien Lawler, mind yourselves at home, and we'll chat again next weekend. <sighs>